0: Well, thank you for having me back. I, uh, To be honest with you, I was a little surprised that Robert said, hey, do you want to come back within the same month? Uh, but I'm happy to be back, and I appreciate the opportunity. Um, I'm going to continue with the lesson series you guys are working with, that Robert's been working with you guys on. But the last time I was here, I told you guys I, I tried to channel my inner Robert. Do you remember how I tried to do that? Beard oil. Well, today, just like last time, got in the shower, got out of the shower, put beard oil on. And just like last time, I have no clue what Robert would do in this situation. It didn't work. So I'm going to figure something out for next time, but it's not going to be beard oil. All right. Um, today, we're going to speak a little bit about being a, a second mile Christian and what it means to be that in that second mile. Um, if you would open your Bibles up to Matthew chapter five. And we're going to go to Verse 16. And it says, in the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Now we're going to talk about relationships, and, and there's, there's a bunch of different types of relationships. Um, and I'm not just talking about relationships with significant others or, um, or anything like that, but, but friendships, any type of relationships. And my wife is not here, so I can talk about her and not get in trouble. Um, so in a relationship, my wife tells me no, a lot. Um, can I buy something that I don't need? No. Um, can we do this? We don't need it. So I'm a creature of habit and I've been doing this since I was in the military where I would set my clothes out the night before. So I got my, my stuff ready and I grabbed socks and she said, those socks aren't going to work. So I went back, grabbed another pair of socks. Well, she left this morning, and I went and got my Bigfoot socks, all right? So she she doesn't know that right now, all right? And it's okay, because tonight when I get home, or this afternoon when I get home, and she is there, I am going to take them off without her knowing that I am wearing them, okay? So if you see her in the future, don't tell her. Um, But, but that's, that's that give and take in relationships, right? You gotta have those moments. Um, and, and we have values and, and we have things in our, in relationships that we look for. Um, trust, honesty, loyalty. And we look at those, we look for those in any type of relationship we have, whether it be with a significant other or whether just a friend. I don't want to have a friend who I don't trust. I don't want to have a friend that is going to be dishonest to me. But God has standards for us. Do we meet God's standards? What are God's standards? In, in the passage we just read, it said, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. What does that look like? Last time I was here, I told you I spent nine years in the Army. I spent six of those years in special operations. Um, my first four years were just a blur. I was in Iraq for 29 months of, that, of those two years, or those four years, sorry. The rest of it, I was jumping out of airplanes and going through training. So I don't remember much of it. But in those, in those last six years that I spent in special operations, a, a big part of it I remember. And let me, let me give you a story from my past. Um, that kind of lets this light show, but not from me, but from somebody else showing it to me. Um, I was in Afghanistan. It was my first deployment to Afghanistan. Uh, we were in a small little village, um, in Kamul, and it's on the northeastern border of Afghanistan, right on the Pakistan border there. Um, they called it the fatal funnel. It was a bad place, um, for, for people to come into. Um, but we had a team medic. His name was Flip. Well, that's what we called him. His last name I couldn't tell you what his last name was, to be honest with you. Um, but we called him Flip. He uh, he was our team medic. And and one day after a mission, I came back and I was laying on my bunk and I was exhausted, tired. And he said, "Hey, why don't you come down to the medic hut and have a Bible study with me?" And I was going through a dark time in my life um, during that period. Um, Back home life was not going well for me in, in multiple ways. Um, and he said, why don't you come down and have, a med- and have a Bible study with me? And I looked at him and I said, I'm all right, man. I'm good. Not this time. Um, and he looked at me and he said, I know you're going through a hard time in life. He goes, but don't walk away from God. I know you're a Christian because God's not going to walk away from you. And I said, yep, I know. And I pulled down my blanket from my bunk, and I rolled over. He went on his way. Didn't say anything else to me. Two, three weeks later, he came back from another mission. This time I'm hungry, so I'm in the chow line trying to eat. And he comes up to me and he says, hey, why don't we go down to the medic hut and have a Bible study while you eat? I had no reason to say no. Couldn't come up with an excuse fast enough. I reluctantly, I said, all right. So I went down there with my food. And we ate in the medic hut, and there were four other guys there, and we had a Bible study. And at that moment, my eyes were opened to what this passage means. I couldn't say no to what God was offering me. I couldn't say no that Flip was that light. That... When I was down, God had a plan to bring me back up. This was nothing formal. This Bible study was nothing formal. This Bible study was nothing, um, was nothing big. Like I said, it was four of us, but it was effective. And after that day, I became a regular at the Bible study, and, and Flip let his light show. Flip let, let, Others see Christ through him. Flip let others see that your darkest times can be the brightest of days. And and in the, the scripture reading we read earlier, my Bible here, it says the topic of that was anger. And it's true. Because during those moments, I was angry. I was angry in my relationship with God that all of this stuff had happened. And I, last time I was here, I spoke a little bit about that. It's, it's crazy kind of how all of this is coming together. Does that make sense? Um, how, how I spoke last time about, about faith, but I was angry at something. And this time I'm speaking about relationships, and I'm angry at something. And it seems like both times I'm wrong and God's right, but I'm angry at God. And I don't understand how that happens. He does. I do understand now that I'm older and wiser and not as dumb as I was. But it makes sense, right? So if God has a plan for me and and I need to understand that God knows better than I do. And I need to understand that in this relationship that I am walking with Christ. That I need to understand that his plan is. And even if I don't understand his plan, I need to follow his plan. So... Tomorrow being Memorial Day, um, a long weekend for everybody. I'm having a cookout at my house. Um, At least that's what my wife tells me. And, And it's a hard day for me. It's a hard day for me. I'm not a fan of Memorial Day. But I'll smile. And I'll know that if it's a hard day for me, Christ will get me through it because I can't show my little two-year-old that it's a hard day for me because he has no clue why. I can teach him, but he's not going to understand until he's a little older. So I've got to put on that happy face in my relationship with my son, just like Christ is going to put on that face for me and bring me out of my darkest days. This story I'm going to tell you next, it will, it'll really key into the rest of my lesson, but this is a hard story for me to tell. Um, My first deployment in special operations, um, me and my buddy, um, we went through basic and and AIT school together, well, OSET for us. We went through airborne school together, went to ranger school together, and we went to special forces school together. We ended up being in the same company in Special Forces, and we were on two different teams for a while, and I ended up moving over to his team, um, which was cool because him and I were best friends. Um, we we, roommate, we roomed together. We lit, had an apartment together, everything, um, until about seven months before we deployed, we had an apartment together, then he got married, then he had a kid, and then... Well, I saw him all the time, but I didn't live with him anymore, and it was kind of weird. Um, but he had a wife and kids, uh, a wife and kid. Um, so we went to a deployment together, and we're sitting behind a wall that's about this tall. And we're sitting behind a wall, and there's a building um, that we're trying to get into, but we're getting shot at from the building, the both of us are. And uh, most of the rounds are hitting the wall just because they're angles they're shooting at, but a couple of them would go over. And uh, I look at him and I said, hey, we can't stay here for long. We're going to have to move. And if we can get to that other side of the building, we can come up the side. They won't be able to see us. And we both agreed. And I was sitting closer to the side to run, to, to that side of the building. And, I, and he looked at me and he said, on three, run and I'll cover you. And I said, okay. So I looked at him. and I said, are you ready? And he goes, ready. And I said, one, two, three. Three, and on three I get up I take about two steps and I hear smoke and I get pushed out of the way and the round that was meant for me went into his lungs and killed him when I got up to run he looked up and saw someone pointing at me when I got up to run he got up To shoot, to cover for me, and ended up pushing me out of the way and taking the round that was meant for me. He died saving my life. He showed me right then what Christ has done for all of us. It's in a different way, but the impact is still the same. It goes into my favorite Bible verse, which was read earlier, John fifteen thirteen. Greater love has no 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 other than this that someone laid down his life for his friend. If you've never felt that kind of love, it impacts you for the rest of your life. The next day we were given another mission. I was ready to go. I was angry. I was, I was on it. I wanted revenge. I knew the guy that killed my friend was caught. We caught him that day. I wasn't a part of the team that caught him, but they caught him. So it didn't matter that, but I still was looking for revenge for everybody else that was out there. My team leader came up to me and he said, I'm going to sit this one out. And I said, there's no way I'm sitting this one out. I'm going. And he said, no. He goes, there's going to be another day. Today is just not the day for you. He said, you're going to go on QRF, which is a quick reaction force, which is a time for us to, if anything goes bad, then we leave and go out there. And I I asked him, I begged him, I said, let me go. And he said, no, you're not going. You're going to stay in there. If something happens, you'll come out. But until, until then, stay in there. So I sat in the talk, our tactical operations center, and I listened to everything that was going on over the radio. And we had a predator feed overhead so I could see everything that was going on. And I was bawling my eyes out. Now, if my son and my wife were here, I'd tell you I wasn't crying. I was leaking awesomeness out of my eyes. (laughs) Because I refused to let them know that I was tearing up um, in an emotional way. Because that's just crazy. Um, But no, I was crying. I was bawling my eyes out. I needed that time to sit in that talk and just unwind. I needed that time to let the emotion sink in of what had happened. And my team leader knew that better than I did. I was ready to go. I was ready to fight. I was ready to go on the mission. But I was a liability. In my relationship with my team, I was a liability that could have cost somebody else their life. couple days later we got called another mission and I was allowed to go out on that one and I was ready to go and everything went well and I tell you this about me being a liability not because I'm proud of it but because I ask you have you ever been a liability for Christ in your relationship with Christ have you ever been a liability for him I have In Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, it says, And if anyone forces, you, nope, that's the wrong one. There we go. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. No. That's my mindset. Why do I want to love someone who's trying to hurt me? I told you that the team caught the guy that killed my friend and I never saw the guy again. Um, He was a high interest so they, they brought him in for interrogation. I so badly wanted to be the one to interrogate him. But I never saw him again. But I did make a meal for him. I did have to bring him, I didn't bring it directly to him, but I did have to bring him food. I gave it to one of the guys who was guarding him and they gave him food. And the hardest thing in my life at that time was realizing that I am making food for a guy who wanted to kill me. I so badly wanted to give him food that I know he shouldn't eat such as pork, for in that situation. But I didn't. I didn't. I actually gave him my food that I was going to eat that day. I made my plate, and then I was going to make his plate second. And I couldn't come to make myself a plate. I made it for him. And that's when this verse stuck in my head. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Why would we be told to do that? There's not a chance in the world that I want to do that. But looking back at this, that was the best thing I could have done for me. That was the best thing I could have done for my relationship with Christ. Because at that moment, I realized this isn't about me. This world's not about me. This relationship is not about me. This relationship is about Christ. Have you ever had a situation like that where you've looked back and you've said, Man, I'm glad it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to at that moment? Because this is one of those moments. This is one of those moments where I look back and I say, Thank goodness someone had smarts enough to tell me no. Thank goodness. Someone was there looking out for me when I wasn't able to look out for myself. That's a hard thing to do sometimes. I'm one of those guys where I like to be in control, so to speak. So if I have a project at work, I want to do everything in that project to make sure it gets done the way I want it to get done. I have a team around me, they're like, hey, can I do anything? No, just sit there, go watch a movie. I'll take care of it. And then the deadline comes and I'm like, Ugh. I'm that guy. And I have to learn that sometimes you have to pass off some things to a complete and overall mission. And that's my relationship with Christ. Is I've got to pass my life on to Christ and say, guide me. I'm here. Let me follow you. And it is sometimes the hardest thing to do. Sometimes I just want to say, I got it. But in my life with Christ, I don't have it. Christ has it. And in my relationship with him, I have to know that or else I am going to fail. And there's two things I don't like in life. Number one is to fail, and number one is hurting my family. Someone hurting my family. So I'm not going to fail with my walk with Christ. Because that would probably kill me more than anything. Well, I know it would kill me more than anything. You guys know what I mean. All right. But I've got to give it up. So in a relationship I don't have control of, I just have to be okay with, is isn't the easiest thing for me to do. I don't know if any of you guys are like me where you like to have that little bit of a handle on everything, but uh, it's, not the, it's not the easiest for me to do. So how did this all go and tell with continuing that second mile? How does these stories that I told you, these experiences that I've told you, how does any of this go on with the second mile? In the military, you don't really have a choice. You put one foot in front of the other, you keep going. right? Or else you got someone kicking you in the back telling you to hurry up, or you're doing push-ups, or something bad happens. I've seen a lot of videos. Um, Um, but in my life, that's not always the case. Sometimes I feel blue. Sometimes I just want to go away. I was telling Robert earlier that on my calendar app with my wife, because apparently we have to know what we're doing every weekend. Um, I can say that because she's not here. Um, (laughs) I have on there, for July, I have CJ camping trip. And she was looking through it the other day, and she's like, what does this mean? I said, it means I'm going away for four days and no one's going to bother me. And she goes, well, will you have cell phone reception? No. (laughs) And if I did, I'm turning off my phone and acting like I don't have reception. She's like, are you taking the kids with you? No. (laughs) Mm Mm-mm. What about the big one? We call the big one a little one. i got a 12-year-old and a 2-year-old. Big one, little one. What about the big one? No. <laughs> Mm-mm. I'm going. She gave me a look. That in that relationship point right there was her saying, I don't believe you. And me saying, how can I convince her that this is okay? I'm not sure I won yet because it's not July. But it's on the calendar to where if I do get to go, I can say, hey, I planned this months ago. (laughs) Let's turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 7, if you don't mind. We're going to read verses uh, 7 through 12. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do to them, for this is the law and the prophets. You can't go that second mile alone. I couldn't go the next step alone. You can't sharpen your focus without God. You can't sharpen your focus without something to focus on. You have to do a couple of things in order to to get that focus with God and take that next step in your second mile. Number one, ask for His guidance. What I didn't tell you about each one of those stories that I told you earlier, my very first deployment, it was in the initial invasion in Iraq in 2003. Some guys that have been in the military a while. Biggest, biggest dudes you've ever seen. Um, Most confident guys I've ever seen. And as soon as we got in a firefight, they were the first ones to be hiding behind a wall. Or behind something. They were also the ones that didn't believe in God or told me there was no God. Or that God couldn't save you, but when bullets started flying, they were the ones that were praying. They were the ones that were saying, my God, my God, help. And I tell you that to let you know that sometimes outer appearances in a relationship aren't what they seem. Those guys wanted to seem really big and tough, but they needed help. They needed that guidance, and they were asking for it. Seek God. Number two, seek God given opportunities. Where can I let that light shine? How can I let that light shine? And number three, knock and enter into his presence, remembering that every step we take is in the presence of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And I'd like to take credit for those three things, but I can't. Um, I will actually give credit to those, to Robert, who sent those to me. Um, but they're in Scripture. Scripture tells us to do those three things. Scripture tells us to ask, seek, knock. Which one of those is the hardest for you to do? Which one of those is hardest for you to do? I think if I'm speaking for me personally, it's the asking part. It's number one. I'm not the type of guy that likes to ask for help. Even when I'm down on my knees and I'm in the toughest spots in my life, I don't want to ask for help because I'm like, I can fight my way out of this. but I know that I have to ask for help because I can't go through this life alone and I can't take that next step alone. It's the hardest thing for me to do. I don't like that feeling of uncertainty. I don't like that feeling of the unknown. So I ask God for help. I ask God to guide me. I'm seeking his wisdom. I'm knocking at his door. Please let me in. Please open the door. Give me your hand and pull me with you. I don't care how many times I drag my feet. You're stronger than I am. Pull me because eventually I'm going to be able to pick myself up with your help and continue my journey with you. But if I don't do that, I won't have that. Here's one thing I've understood from all my deployments, and I've been deployed many times. And every time I come back from deployment, I've come back different. I've changed. Not always for the better. I've changed. I came back from my last, second to last deployment, and I told you I was in a bad place, and I went over and uh, I had a conversation with Dennis Baker over at Lakeview, he was my youth minister when I was growing up and he would write me letters and stuff while I was deployed even though I wasn't, didn't really care about church or care about his letters or anything. He'd always write me letters. So I went over and saw him and we had a talk and, and he knew some of the stuff I was going through in my life.